You guys can be seated. Pull out your Bibles. Open up to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians 5 is where we're turning. There's a 1 Corinthians and then there's a second one. Another letter to the church in Corinth. And that's the one we're going to be focusing in this entire week. All righty, crew. Hey, let me just state the obvious. You are not home right now. You are not home right now. Maybe some of you are saying, especially after the travel day that some of you have had, the travel saga, the travel journey, maybe some of you are saying, man, I wish I was home right now. I wish I was in the comfort of my soft bed. What am I doing up this late? Who are these people who are sitting and singing so close to me? What is going on? Well, it's true. You are not home this week. And whether or not, whether regarding how you feel about that right now, I believe it's a good thing that you're not home. I think God has something in store for every single one of us, campers, counselors, staff alike. He's got something planned. We've done our part in planning a program that you'll hear a little bit more about and you'll experience more day by day. But ultimately, it's our God, his plan and his work that comes about. And so just the challenge for you right off the bat, are you going to fight that every step of the way? Or are you just going to surrender now and say, God, have your way. I'm not home, Lord. I'm uncomfortable. And I don't fully understand or realize why I'm here. But God, would you help me to be here? To be here well. To be present. And to be faithful to what I can control. It might feel like nothing's in your control right now. There is a lot. You're still in control of the words that you say, the actions you do. So what would it be like to surrender to what God has in store for you this week and to be faithful to control what you can? I'm going to pray in that vein, and then we're going to go to God's word. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you that you ultimately are in control. And Lord, (laughs) one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess you Jesus Christ as Lord and King over all. Lord, would you help us prepare for that coming day and even now bow our knee, submit and bow in our heart that you, Jesus Christ, are our Lord and Savior. So Lord, I just pray and ask that whatever it is that you have in store for each person specifically here, that you would help each one of us to participate in it to not fight against it, but to comply and follow you by faith, not by sight, but by faith. So Lord, now as we open up your word, thank you so much for your word that you've given us. These words of life, I pray that they would just be just that this entire week, words of life, water to our thirsty and dry souls. So Lord, come, work, Uh, Speak through even a silly guy like me, your word, your truth, and may you, Holy Spirit, 
pierce the hearts of every single person here, including me. So we pray and ask for your power to come and fall afresh on us. Make us willing. Pray and ask all this in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, if you turn in your cool brown packets and let's get one in every single person's hands right now. Any others, students or counselors that don't have a cool packet? Yeah. Let's just give. Huzzah. Just grab one. It's a student. Yeah, just give one. Addy or Ebby? Audi, neither. <laughs> Audi, Mr. Ezra has a wonderful packet. We'll get you a cool cover soon. Neither. 2 Corinthians 5 is where we're going to read from tonight. And we're just going to start right at the beginning of this chapter. 2 Corinthians 5, starting in verse 1. Let's listen to the word of God. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 1. Paul says this, For we know that if the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this tent we groan, Pause. If there's a perfect verse for Wildwood, it might just be that right there. For in this tent we groan. <laughs> Resume. Back to verse two. For in this tent we groan, longing to put on our heavenly dwelling. If indeed by putting it on, we may not be found naked. For while we are still in this tent, we groan, being burdened. Not that we would be unclothed, but that we would be further clothed so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. He who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has given us the spirit as a guarantee. So we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, we are of good courage, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So, whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. I'm going to read that verse one more time. So, whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. Finishing with verse 10, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. What in the world is going on here? We've got tents, we've got buildings, we've got clothed, we've got unclothed. Did I hear the word naked in the Bible? <gasps> we've got stuff going on here, guys. What's going on? We have the Apostle Paul talking to us. Um, we're going to hear a little bit more about his story and journey um, Tuesday night. But let's just say um, 
This is the unlikely guy to be speaking words of life and to be encouraging and instructing Christians to look towards the hope and the life that they have in their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's just say he's an unlikely convert. But that's what he's doing right here. He's talking to the Corinthians, the people in Corinth. I had to clarify what do the people of Idaho go by? And it's Idahosers, it turns out. <laughs> Idahoans? Uh, okay. We'll just keep making up new ones um, and there will be a contest for what's the best one at the end of the week. Um, but these are the Corinthians. They're from Corinth. These are brothers and sisters in Christ. And let's just say also that there's kind of been a rocky journey between Paul and the Corinthians. They've kind of seen his life as one that's full of suffering and the one that kind of seems like weak. And they'd rather have strong, powerful leaders be the ones that they follow. But this guy's life is full of suffering. This guy's back is full of scars. And he even doesn't communicate very well in person. They want professional, or, professional orators, um, speakers, um, but he, he's not that, but he does pack a punch with the words that he uses. He's encouraging them to have an eternal, heavenly perspective. So we've acknowledged earlier that we're not home. This isn't home right here. And we're gonna just kind of play on this reality of us being at a place of temporary living, this camp. For a week, you're not gonna be home, but you're gonna go home. At the end of this week, you're gonna go home. I hope that's the same for everyone from Idaho as well. You'll make it home. The vehicles will get you there. Maybe. <laughs> if you were here for an undisclosed amount of time and you didn't know coming to Wildwood, if you would ever go home, <gasps> that would kind of change maybe even how you'd be living right now there would be an unsettledness. There would be, it would be disconcerting, I imagine, to some of you. But with the confidence that you have that you're going home, you're able to engage and live in this week of camp in a different way. You can say, oh, I know, I know I'm gonna be home. I'm going home soon. I can put up with the difficulty. I can put up with the dirt. I can put up with walking uphill multiple times a day. I can put up with these strange people because I know where I'm going. Paul is doing a similar thing. He knows where his heavenly home is. He knows what it means that he's going home. And because he knows confidently where his home is, what it will be like, it gives him good courage, he says, to be here, to be here. So, hey, first point for you, Sunday night, number one, we are not home. If you have your brown packets, there's blanks. You can fill in the blanks, it's engageable. Who needs a pen? I have one in my pocket. Yes, there you go. Your name? Jimmy. Jimmy. Leo, Jimmy, Jimmy Leo? Nice. Johnston? Oh, Jimmy Leo Johnston. Oh, we're not home. We are not home. You are not home. And in the sense of your address, we're not home. We're at camp this week. But also, guys, 
there is an eternal home, an eternal destination for all of us. Did you see in one of the earlier verses, <clears throat> it's the first verse actually, 2 Corinthians 5.1. For we know that if this tent that is our earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God. What's he talking about? Again, we're bouncing back between this image of being here at a camp and real life. The tent that we're dwelling in here, we, it has like th three, four pieces of wood. I think it's like a big cross beam, three guys holding it up, and fabric. These tents are not made to be permanent dwellings. These are temporary housing. Paul is saying that these things that we're living in, our body, can you just touch yourself somewhere, just like your head or something, like wake up, yeah. Th these things that we're living in, these are temporary housing. These tents that are going to be destroyed. Have you thought about your death today? <laughs> yeah, people from Idaho are like, preach, preach. Guys, we're not going to live forever. I imagine with a group this size that some of you are actually very recently tasting death. The death of a loved one. The death of someone you care about. Death is a reality in this world and it stinks. It is not the way it should be. What Paul is doing though, is even in the face of death, he has a confidence and courage of a new home, a new dwelling that will not be destroyed. What is he saying? It's a building from God in the heavens that is not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. So point number two, we're going to fly here tonight. Point number two, we will have a homecoming. We will have a homecoming. If you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, your home is heaven with our God and he's building a home for you. It will be actually a body, but a body that is imperishable, not able to be defiled, and a body that's kept, protected, secured by our God. It'll be similar to these bodies, but it won't get sick. It won't age. It won't decay. We won't forget stuff. We'll be eternal in our youth. Maybe some of you have already experienced an injury in your life that now has moved you down in your ability of what you used to be able to do. And there won't ever be full recovery. That will never be with these bodies that will never be with this home we're talking about. And those buildings, those structures will never be destroyed. That gives a good courage in the face of whatever it is that we face even now, knowing what will be. We will have a homecoming, but gotta say, there's also a homecoming for those who aren't in the family of God, who haven't proclaimed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And this isn't an eternal home built for you that will stand. It is eternal separation from God. We're going to get into that more in the days ahead. 
But there's a homecoming for every single one of us. One destination is with God forever. One's apart from him forever. Do you have good courage and confidence even thinking about your own death? And let me just tell you, it can be had. Courage, confidence, hope can be had even in the face of death. So as a Christian, if we know like Paul is boasting of good courage, knowing where his home is, if we know, then we can live differently. And so this is just point number three as we're wrapping up. Our goal is to be homey. Homey, H-O-M-E-Y, homey. What does that mean? In light of where we're going, how do we live now? If we know confidently that we can be of good courage because even though this body, this tent in which we groan, this body in which we groan, getting injured, still getting hungry, getting hurt, feeling the decay, if in this body we still experience the woes that come with this earth, but we know that there's gonna be a day where all of that goes away. There's gonna be a day when our body is made perfect we can be of good courage. And that shapes and influences how we live now. So, to bring it back to this picture, you're not home right now, you're at camp. But this time at camp is going to come to a close. Faster maybe than you think. Maybe you think right now (laughs) it feels so far away. May it just come sooner, you're saying. It's gonna come quick. You're going to be done. So how can you engage in this week of camp knowing that it's gonna end? And how can we view this week of camp as a time of preparing, as a time of being used by God and submitting to what he has for us? How can we view this week like we do our lives? Temporary time. This message of compelled that's on your water bottles If you haven't gotten a water bottle, we'll get one for you tomorrow. This idea of compelled is that the love of Christ controls us, compels us. That we're not living anymore for ourselves, but for him. The homey life, the life knowing about our home that God's preparing for us for eternity with him is a life that's compelled by the love that he's extended to us because it's that same love that's changed our eternal address. It's his love that's changed our path in our life from a path that's leading only to death to a path that's leading to him and he is life. So, are you going to fight him? (laughs) Or are you going to say, God, I'm with you. You're the giver of life. You're the one who's changed my life. You're the one who's created for me an eternal home that I'm going to go to one day. Lord, if you've secured my future, if you've got an inheritance for me, Lord, how can I follow you, live for you now? So, this is our trajectory forward. We're going to be studying 2 Corinthians 5. We're going to be seeing tomorrow how this gospel good news of Jesus Christ has been established all by God. We're going to see on Tuesday how that same gospel is the gospel that transforms every single one of us, our lives. And that's when we turn a corner. 
You're talking about being disciples who receive, but then turning the corner to being disciple makers. Wednesday and Thursday, we're talking about how we are ambassadors for Jesus Christ. We, in the name of Jesus Christ, are ministers of reconciliation, dishing out the reconciliation that he's brought about in every single one of our lives, those who proclaim Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. He's righted righted our lives from being enemies of God to now being friends with him. And we get to share and proclaim that message to the world. He brings us in to the ministry of reconciling enemies to himself. And then last day, Thursday of preaching God's word, we're going to be talking about how now our entire lives, not just in the proclamation of what he's done, but in how we live, every single aspect is controlled, compelled, by the love of Christ. We've got a lot of good in store and God's got a lot of good in store. So I just challenge you. There may be other nights where you feel tired like you are right now. There may be other times where your attention span seems to be going everywhere else except for the words that are being proclaimed. I just encourage you. I believe God has good for you this week. What would it be like to lean in? What would it be like to say, God, have your way? What would it be like to say, help me submit to what you have in store? We're just going to end by singing one more song. This is a a neat song that we just learned this last year. And it's thinking about this idea of an eternal destination. It's called Almost Home. We live right now in the midst of a closing window. We don't know how long every single one of us or any one of us will be alive, but our God will be bringing us home. So how do we live as followers of Jesus Christ in the midst of the life that he has for us to live now here on earth? Grab your white packet, stand to your feet. Let's learn and sing this song together as we close out our time. I'm gonna sing the chorus and then we'll have you guys sing with us and then we'll sing for the first time together. The chorus goes like this. We're almost home. We're almost home. So press on toward that blessed shore. Oh, praise the Lord. We're almost home. Why don't you try that? Sing it with us. We're almost home. We're almost home we're almost home so press on toward that blessed shore oh praise the lord we're almost home Drop a single anchor, we're almost home. Through every toil and danger, we're almost home. How many pilgrim saints have before us gone? No stopping now, we're almost home. A promised land. That promised land is calling, we're almost home. And not a tear shall fall, then we're almost home. Make ready now your souls for that kingdom come. No turning back, we're almost home. We're almost home, we're almost home. 
So press on toward the blessed shore. Oh, praise the Lord, we're almost home. This journey ours together, we're almost home. Unto that great forever, we're almost home. What song anew we'll sing round that happy throne? Come faint of heart, we're almost home. We're almost home, we're almost home. So press on toward that blessed shore. Oh, praise the Lord, we're almost home. Life. This life is just a vapor, we're almost home. That sun is setting yonder, we're almost home. Take courage for this darkness shall break to dawn. Oh, lift your eyes, we're almost home. We're almost home, we're almost home. So press on toward the blessed shore. Oh, praise the Lord, we're almost home. We're almost home, we're almost home. So press on toward the blessed shore. Oh, praise the Lord, we're almost home. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the hope, the confidence, the courage that we can have in you, not in ourselves, not in these weak bodies that we currently live in, but in you, what you provide, the life that you provide. So Lord, I pray that this week would be a week of acknowledging that we're not home, we're at camp, but Lord, also a week of acknowledging that we're not home with you and you have us here on this earth for a reason. And Lord, that even in the midst of the difficulties, the hardships, the pains, the questions that we face, Lord, that we can find confidence and we can walk by faith knowing you, knowing what you secure, knowing what you provide. So Lord, bring hope, bring courage, bring confidence, and bring conviction to follow you with our lives. Pray and ask that you would just do miraculous works in us and through us this week. So Lord, tonight, would you help our weary bodies to rest well tonight? Would you help every single one of us to be replenished and prepared for a week that you have in store for us? So Lord, we thank you. Thank you for bringing us safely to this point. Would you continue to bring about safety and health for each one of us here this week. And would you help prepare us for a lifetime of following you before we're home. Thank you, Lord. We just pray and ask these things in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen.